I reckon we can talk. We can just talk, can't we, Mel, for 20 minutes? Yeah. 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 There's yeah, lots fine. of things I'd like to talk to you about. Yeah, me too. Mm. Get into it. Yes, get into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you want to, can I just ask you first how you start, like how, do you, how would you start day one of a process of making a work? Mm. Um, I guess, well, I guess in preparation for making a work, I do a lot of research, you know, through different mediums, I guess. But mm. um, I try to collect a lot of material, uh, like reference material. Mm. And that, that's probably the first thing I share with my collaborators or with the team. So for this work, for Night Dance, I obviously I collected a lot of video material, a lot of um, text as well that I'd mm. read about. And, and I, I first share all, all of those kind of um, research elements that I've collected um, just to get kind of a palette of what, what, what the subject is and what mm. I want to speak about. And, yeah, so it starts from there. And uh, with this work, actually, I was interested in, because it's kind of really focused on this nightclub environment, yeah. which I was really interested in, the different kind of social spaces of the city. I was interested in connecting with people that actually work in the industry. So for this work, and I've, I've never done this actually before, I invited a few people to come and give us workshops. So Clubbing we, workshops? Yeah, clubbing workshops. That sounds fun. I <laughs> well, bet they love that. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. We did we did um, a couple of workshops with some exotic dancers. So we had like a, a male stripper and a female stripper. Oh, that stop it! Some workshops, <laughs> really fun. But then you know, because the work's not um, specifically about that kind of environment, mm. but it's part of it. So we also went out on kind of excursions into the night and went to lots mm. of various different clubs. And just tried to 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 experience it firsthand, I guess, physically, and of course, um, in relation to all our personal histories with it as well. Mm. So, and what was it? What was it about clubs that um, that you wanted to explore? You spend a lot of time in clubs. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, I know the I answer. Done. Yeah, I have done, but perhaps in my younger years. Yes. More. But um, I guess it came also from recent, or a few years ago. I made a, I choreographed and performed the live show for my partner Chris, who's an electronic musician. Mm. So it was such a different experiential way to perform, I guess, and and to also to to create for that kind of environment. So it was all performed in clubs and festivals, and there was such a different relationship to the audience, and and I guess that there was yeah, there was something interesting mm. about that other kind of performance where like the like I guess the punter is both felt like the the punter in those kind of places is both an actor and also an audience in a way oh really yeah so so it's it's really different to a theatrical setting yeah is the audience more passive do you think in theatre involved you know because um in, in those environments, if you're performing to those kind of audience, they, they respond physically. Physically, yeah. yeah. It's like this kind of performance of the audience performing to the people that are performing to. It's like this kind of duality. Yeah, I found that really interesting and I thought mm. it would be interesting to put that in the frame of a theatre and see mm. what can happen in that space. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. and um, that's just how this project started, but... And how about you? How did how did yours all kind of kick off? I've been always really fascinated in how you begin to create your work because it's just always so crafted and so um, 
like the composition is just I, I don't even know how to imagine oh. <laughs> <laughs> come on you can imagine no you. but yeah yeah, we we do tend to end up with a lot of stuff. I think I, I always panic that I'm not going to have enough material, and so it's mostly driven by fear and panic, I'd say. Yeah. And so <laughs> I just keep making, making, making. It ends yeah. up being kind of, yeah, this furious generation of stuff because I worry that I won't have enough. I always think I'm not going to have enough. It's really odd. Yeah. I should know by now that it's going to be the opposite problem. But, um, you, yeah. No, go ahead. Do you work, do you, do you work with, like, um, specific parameters when you start creating something is there kind of like a, a bunch of tools that you rely on to create uh... it's really mixed I yeah I, I think I work I work quite well if I've got some boundaries around it because you know choreography is so I don't know it's it's overwhelming how many possibilities there are I don't know if you feel like that but I it, I think yeah, yeah it, limitation is good for me so if I know that I'm just working with oh gosh, I don't know, like just with the action of a slap or just with traversing the space in a particular direction or something like that. If there's some kind of um, boundary on what we're looking at, that's helpful actually. And so, yeah, and then I just find that there's, there's just so many permutations and associations that can happen out of the smallest starting point. So I, I tend to start with really simple, almost like embarrassingly simple starting points. That, that works well for me. Yeah. And then just see where it, 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 it always, there's always a kind of mushrooming that happens. And especially I work really, I really work with the dancers that I'm working with, with whoever's in the room. So if I see they've responded to a particular bit of information in a particular way, I just get seduced by what they're doing and then it leads to something else. And I'm just, you know, kind of like a bird, just looking for things that take my interest and then we just follow the interest. It's quite, it's pretty chaotic. It's pretty intuitive. But yeah. um, like I don't have set objectives, I don't think, usually. We'd start with a starting point, but I, I never know where it's going to end up. And I think that works quite well because you always you end up with with something unexpected, and that's what's interesting. But it's pretty. We we work hard. It's like there's a lot of a lot of repetition and um, just evolution of of single ideas, taking them to an extreme point. I guess finding out what the edges of an idea are. Yeah. yeah. Does that yeah. answer your question? Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, and how does it like? How do you speak about the the subjects that you're talking about when you kind of manifesting that material? How does that kind of interweave into what you're making? I, I find that hardest. So I find the the making of material. I don't know about you, but I find that part quite easy. Not easy, but um, it kind of takes on a life of its own and the combination of people in the room is always just it just happens mm. anchoring like, it anchoring yeah. it back to the idea I find challenging that's mm. and I feel like that's where my work kind of suffers a bit if I'm honest that the I have kind of the op the opposite oh, <laughs> really I find it so hard yeah I find I find the, the most difficult part for me is actually um generating the material oh that's so <laughs> interesting really yeah. Yeah, Maybe yeah, we'd yeah. be a perfect match. Maybe we should. You should we'll come up with the concepts <laughs> <laughs> and be able to talk about the bigger ideas, and then I can do the micro stuff. Yeah. Maybe it'll be amazing. Okay. Yeah. No, I find it. I, I find it really hard to talk about the work that I'm making, especially if it's in process. I find it easier once the work is actually 
made and it's in front of an audience, I feel like I know better what it is. But up yeah. to that point, oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's very hard for me to articulate what it is and that, that doesn't really suit, um, you know, applying for funding and whatnot. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'd like to I'd like to challenge myself to work in a bit of a different way actually, and be driven from a stronger conceptual basis, and then see where that takes me. Because yeah. yeah, but yeah, oh that's interesting. So how do you so the concepts that you work with? How do you find them in the first place? Um, I guess I'm I, I've become more and more interested in the last few years. I guess with um just really learning about other people's experience with their bodies. The last work I made was for two female bodybuilders just because I was... That looked amazing. Yeah, you know, I, I became really interested in other people that kind of go through this experience of high physical training because mm. I think as a dancer we all experience that and I was just really curious about how that manifests in other kinds of bodies and that's why also I was interested in working with um, Juliet, the beautiful ballet oh. dancer. Yeah, just these kind of other forms of physical training and mm. what that experience is and some some of the ideas I've been drawn towards have come from that and I guess this kind of idea of working in the environment of, of clubs is also another kind of really experiential consumption mm. of the body, which I was really curious about. So I guess, yeah, my interests kind of come from those curiosities. Yeah, that's well, a great place to start. And so you, like me, work mm. with your partner quite yeah. closely. Yeah. They're both electronic composers. Is mm. that what Chris would call himself, electronic yeah. musician, performer? Yeah producer something yeah yeah he always finds it really funny when he's called a composer oh really it makes him feel really posh yeah something. robin likes being called a composer maybe he is posh yeah <laughs> he loves it he gets really annoyed if he gets called um sound designer I think oh, he thinks that's lesser somehow anyway yeah. um <laughs> DJ, that's the one that Chris hates. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can understand that. Uh, yeah. So, you became a couple before you started working together, is that right? Or was it the other way around? You were, we, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We, we were friends first and then lovers. And, and then, yeah. Yeah. And then it moved into collaborators. <laughs> and now you're married. And, and now we're married, yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. Um, so, how do you? work together I'm really curious about that how that works between you how does it yeah it's a funny one I think with every project it's it's quite different mm. um, it depends on how involved um, he can be because he's yeah, often sure. really busy with his own stuff as well but yes yeah we've done it we've done a few different projects and they've all kind of varied in how involved we are with each other's process yes um, so I guess one of the most in-depth collaborations we've done is an older piece which was called Tilted Fawn. It was oh, like I loved that piece. That was with the small boxes with the yeah, tape machines, tape machines yeah. inside the boxes. Yeah, so it was mm. kind of, we kind of wanted to think about how to work with sound as an as a installative element, mm. that like something that can be part of the choreography in a way, in a physical sense. So we worked with 10 very lo-fi tape machines and mm. each tape machine had its own voice. And so that was that was something that was really, we really worked quite one-on-one in how, how to conceptualise it and how to realise it in space and as a performance. And so that was yeah. kind of 
one way to work. But the other works we've done is he's kind of more traditionally made a mm. made a sound composition. Yes. And um, yeah, it's always different. It's, it's funny because actually, you know, traditionally when you see other other choreographers work with musicians, I, I feel like they're often really working together, like in the space, so like the musicians in the in the studio and they're yeah, working. Yeah, sometimes. Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we've tried that. <laughs> Doesn't work for you. I mean, yeah, Chris. Chris is someone that he really likes to have clear parameters. He likes to know what the environment should be, and, sure. and, and all the way down to like how many seconds something should be. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It becomes really quite mathematical in a way mm. sometimes in it, towards or very early on in the in the process, which is kind of a strange way to think about it. But in the end, we've kind of established this way of working that's quite efficient, I guess. Yes, yes. Because um, we know each other so well. Mm work so well it's kind of ended up working in that way but, so you, you you usually work together most most of your works have been collaborations yeah I think, yeah and like six or seven oh or, wow yeah that's a lot and how about you with Roman because I know with you you've done also kind of work that uh, you've developed also um kind of musical instruments also I remember one work I saw yeah. with these kind of um wind machines yeah or, yeah uh, the, the fire the heat driven uh, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, that was good, and that was that was a co-devised work, so similar to Tilted Fawn, we made mm. that work together, mm. and that was really great. Uh, and then other works, like you were saying, uh, more of a traditional relationship, I guess, where it goes back and forth, but it's my work essentially, and he's creating the sound for mm. creating the music for it, um, mm. and it's really good, and it is really. There is a shorthand, isn't there? You don't have to. I don't know. It's less less polite or something when you work with <laughs> yeah. someone. Yeah, you don't have to call a meeting for a start, which is good. And I just feel like we're very direct with each other. So if if there's something that's not working for me, I, I can tell him that I don't like it, and it's not taken personally. And same the other way. Okay. Well, that sounds very uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I say that. Maybe Robin has another opinion. I'm not sure. But that that's my experience. It's it's great. I mean, luckily, we do genuinely really like what each other do, so that's great. Mm. But I can also rely on Robin to be quite honest with me, which is rare, actually. So yeah. that's good. He will, he will call me on things and go. That's that bit's really got to go. That's shocking. So and that's really helpful because sometimes it's hard to see things, isn't it? When you're too close to it, you never feel like you have to kind of make. Well, I, I have sometimes with um with Chris when we're trying to make decisions about uh, certain um, points in the work. Like you know, there might be a, a piece that I, I really feel is not working mm. right, but he really loves it and he just doesn't want to let go. Sometimes I, I feel like I, I do make these kind of we, well we do make these kind of we meet in the middle. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, There's compromise, isn't there? It's compromise. Yeah, <laughs> that's love for you. Which is that's love. And yeah, collection. I don't know. We're but, lucky. Um, I think Kat's got a yeah. question. Mel, um, just before I'm just conscious that you have to head off. Um, there's just one question. If you two could maybe chat about um, how you consider, or even if you consider the audience at all, when you're in that. Um, initial creation process mm. yeah heavily in for me yeah I'm conscious of the audience experience right from the beginning I think about what their experience is as soon as they are in the th in front of it yeah 
Um, and I think that that's, I, I think as I go on, the more works I make, the more conscious I am of the audience, weirdly. I think I was more selfish earlier in my making. I was, it was more about uh, just exploration or following, following what I was interested in. But now I'm really, I really want, want it to be some, something, some kind of affecting experience. I don't, I don't mind if it's positive or negative, but just, yeah, I am really conscious of the audience. For you, Mel? Yeah, I know. I agree. I, I have I have the same experience. That yeah. It becomes more and more uh, kind yeah. of think about, and also I guess sometimes it's um when I think about um, creating an experience for the audience, it's often a tricky one because I also would like to create kind of spaces that can also offer, I guess, something that's more challenging to mm. experience, and 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 they're kind of tricky. Um, that's tricky territory in a yes. way. Often. Because you don't know in the end, you don't know what's going to happen when you when you don't rehearse with an audience, and you don't know what you know. You can't practice that. I know <laughs> it's really interesting, isn't it? Because sometimes the first time it's in front of an audience feels to me like when the, that that is when the piece becomes something. It's not even in its final rehearsals. It is that moment when it's in front of the audience because it really changes it with eyes on it. It it, it really changes it, and sometimes things. Um, that you expect to work in a particular way or just the duration of things or I, I don't know, I, I'd see things and hear things so differently when um, you're amongst audience and I always want to change it straight away but you have to resist yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I feel like time changes a lot. Doesn't it? Some things it just feel yeah. agonisingly kind of <laughs> I know, drawn out or something. I, isn't it weird? It really, it just feels like... Oh yeah. God! I'm losing them. I'm losing them. Or I don't know. It's um, yeah, it becomes more amplified. It does. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I wish there was a way. Maybe maybe there's a way to kind of practice, <laughs> have a practice where you can kind of um, have an audience. Well, in, in theatre, they have weeks of previews for or they they sure. test things in front of audience and they keep rehearsing and changing things and it's just really it's not a it's not a done thing in the dance world. But no, um, we yeah. don't have any audience left actually. No, <laughs> no, that's right. They'd all be used up. Exactly. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Well, I like doing showings just in the studio at the end of a rehearsal period. I like to invite people in and yeah, mainly too. just to feel what it's like, how, you know, that, that thing you're saying about, you know, when, when do things, when does time start to drag or, yeah, yeah, yeah I do find that useful. Did you have anything else, Kat? No, nope, that's it. Okay. Um, what else, Mel? What else? Yeah. Um, hmm. So, how far into into your development are you for Night Dance? Uh, so we had um, we've had four weeks culture lab last year, and right. we're going to jump in next Monday um, to have a final three weeks. Fantastic. To- develop and and complete it I hope and it's the same <laughs> cast as last time same cast as, as yeah. last year that's great that's great yeah. when that happens yeah mm. so yeah a few weeks left and we're hoping well we've we've got our kind of guest artists as well coming in again to give us some some training <laughs> oh really yeah great. So, great. so that'll be part of part of the final development as well which I'm excited about mm. yeah and yourself you've got it you, you're going we, straight in we're pretty much straight in we have one more week but it's 
we have to design everything in that week. So it'll be time for final rehearsals and but really the focus will be on lighting and costume mm. and sound in the space. But yeah, we're really lucky with Arts House that we actually get to rehearse in the space that the show will be on. So um, that's going to help immensely. Uh, but I do feel, yeah, it's a, it's a pre- it's going to be a pretty tight turnaround. But um, I have a lot of faith in the performers; they're really amazing. So I know that they'll be fine. It's just whether I can do my job well. That's all. Everyone else will be fine. It's just me. How do you work with light? Actually, how does that feed into? Uh, well, I'm working with a lighting designer I haven't worked with before on this one, which is exciting. Um, Matt Aidy. And, yeah, it, it changes with different – every collaboration is different, but I do like – I I like um, developing a relationship with, with collaborators over time. So, for example, my the costume designer I've worked with many, many times, Harriet Oxley and Robin, of course. So I do like a kind of a sense of a shared language. But yeah. but Matt, yeah, he's he's got some great ideas and um, and we'll see how it all comes together. But – we have lots of conversations ahead of actually getting to the nitty gritty of, of designing and then luckily we'll have a bit of time in the space to to design the the lights in real time. So I think we'll actually have the luxury of it being quite um, – we can work a bit more intuitively than you would normally if you had that pressure of just of having to have it all – all signed off before actually getting into a venue. So I love that. That's really yeah. rare. That's yeah, going to be great. That is, is it the same for you? Yeah, well, actually, in our culture lab, one of the um, – or part of my proposal was to actually work in simultaneously with a lighting designer in the space during oh, the – Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and not so much as kind of like trying to design the light design but more having another element in space that we could improvise with and work yeah, with. Yeah, great. Kind of yeah, at- atmospheric I guess element. Well, it's um, so central to the idea. I suppose you really have to have that, create that environment to create yeah. the work, don't you? Yeah, it was the first time I've worked in that way as well, and, it, and yeah. I think it really kind of informed the process a lot, as and um, physically as well, like how you experience those um, different environments of light. Yes, yeah. We worked with Bosco. Um, sure. Yeah, great. That was really interesting. Yeah, I thought. You know, I mean, it's also really rare and quite a luxury to be able to have the te- the technology to be able to do that in yes. a rehearsal. That is great and, because it can be a bit shocking, kind of, that the transition from being in the studio and getting it to a, a particular place that you feel yeah. like it's it's arriving. Mm. And then I always find that transition quite um, challenging, getting into the into the theatre and suddenly being distanced from it and you're not as close to the dancers, you don't kind of have that same kind of... Suddenly, yeah. Intimacy, yeah, and then under light and it just, yeah, it's exciting. It's really, it, but it just changes it so radically and it, you have to adjust really quickly. So that's interesting, yeah. bringing that in earlier, I think. Again, it's luxury. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. 